Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn how an algorithm can predict your personality based on how your eyes move. We'll delve into a hilarious English phrase book from the 1800s. And we'll explore how a battery has been able to last more than 175 years. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, do you know your Myers-Briggs type? The personality test? I, I've taken it, but I don't remember what it is. That's okay, because it's not actually based in science. Right. The only personality test that has really been supported by scientific literature is called the Big Five model. What are the Big Five? Well, they are five personality traits. Those include openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. If you forget, just remember the acronym OCEAN. OCEAN, got it. So anyway, in a new study, researchers were able to use artificial intelligence to predict at least four of those five personality traits in individual people without them ever taking a test. And it's all based on how their eyes move. What? Yeah. A team from University of South Australia showed how an eye tracking method was able to measure every trait other than openness, plus something called perceptual curiosity. That's a person's tendency to investigate new sights, sounds, or other sensory stimulation. Eye tracking might seem like a weird way to judge personality, but actually past research has shown that it works. One study showed that optimists will spend less time looking at gross medical images than pessimists will. And another study showed that people with a lot of openness spend more time looking at locations in abstract animations. So in this study, the researchers had 42 students fill out a personality test to assess their big five personality traits, then wear eye-tracking smart glasses while they performed a task around campus. The team fed that data into a machine learning algorithm that crunched the numbers, and you can read which movement correlated to which traits specifically in our write-up on curiosity.com. But the predictions were not mind-blowingly accurate. They were just 7 to 15% better than chance. But it's a small study, and machine learning usually uses thousands or millions of data points to make accurate predictions. The team expects the accuracy to improve, but there are ethics to consider. I mean, some people are pretty unhappy about big data predictions that advertisers and big tech companies are making these days. Remember Cambridge Analytica? More advanced personality prediction could open an even bigger can of worms for privacy. So we'll keep an eye on where this story goes in the future. And you don't have to track our eye to know that we're going to follow up. Oh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, have you ever visited a place where you didn't speak the language? I have. How did you, like, communicate? Did you try to learn some of the language? Did you have, like, a phrase book? Yeah, I tried to learn some of the language. I wasn't very good at it, but I I did my best. All right, well, you know phrase books are popular. Have you ever used a phrase book? Yeah. Okay. I think I've used one or two, right? They have basic things like, where's the bathroom? Sure, the stuff that you need. Yeah. The common stuff, yeah. Well, today on Curiosity.com, we wrote about what might be the most hilarious, ridiculous, and completely unusable translation aid in history. Wow. Yeah. The name says it all. It's called English as She is Spoke. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the brainchild of an aspiring Portuguese translator named Pedro Carolino. He wanted to create a phrase book for Portuguese students visiting abroad, but he didn't actually learn English, and he didn't hire somebody who spoke English. No, he didn't even use an English to Portuguese dictionary. What did he do? Right? So this is a Portuguese guy who doesn't speak English and isn't consulting any English to Portuguese materials to write it. Instead, he used a Portuguese to French phrase book by author José de Fonseca and a French to English dictionary. 
So what? he translated Portuguese to French and then French to English. It's like when you use Google Translate to translate one language to another language to another language, and it just turns into gibberish. Yes. Except apparently he figured that he could just translate the French side of the phrase book to English. And again, that somehow ended up with a Portuguese to English phrase book. And he published the first edition in 1855. And when he did that, he gave part of the credit to Fonseca, who is not happy about it, <laughs> like at all. But there's a happy ending and a bizarre twist. Even though the book was absolutely absurd, it became a critical success. When the second edition was published in 1883, the American version came with a foreword. What? Do you know who wrote the foreword? Who? Mark Twain. Wow. He wrote that the book is, quote, perfect. It must and will stand alone. Its immortality is secure. Oh, my gosh. Unquote. That. We'll put a link to buy the book in the show notes if you want it. But you can read some choice phrases in our coverage today on Curiosity.com. My favorite common English phrases from the book include dress your hairs, he burns one's self the brains, and all trees have very deal bare. Wait, what do those things mean? I don't know. <laughs> and there are also some great idioms, or as the book calls them, idiotisms. These are the best. The stone as roll, not heap, up, not foam. So stones, rolling stones gather no moss, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, give me the next one. That's good. To buy cat in pocket? I have no idea. No idea. And of course, the classic, he is beggar as a church rat. Nope. Nope. No idea. No idea. Wow. Yeah. So English as she is spoke, a literary classic. Cody, how much do you love batteries? I love, love batteries. A lot of our readers really love batteries. Yeah? Yeah. It's a thing. Like, right. There are battery lovers out there. And today we wrote about a battery. Is it like a super battery? It's a mystery battery. It is a super battery. It's a very old, still ticking battery. Do batteries tick? <laughs> it's making stuff tick. Okay, so here's the story. There's a bell in the Clarendon Laboratory at Oxford University, and it's been ringing for more than 175 years, and nobody knows how. What? So the bell goes by a couple names, the Oxford Electric Bell for some, and the Clarendon Dry Pile for others. And you'll find out why it's called the Dry Pile, which sounds a little weird, right? It's been ringing since 1840, although ringing is a strong word because the bell's practically inaudible because it's behind a protective glass case because it's... It's 175 years old. You want to protect it. But if you get up close, you can see the clapper vibrating at a pretty impressive speed. According to the university, the bell, which is powered by this single seemingly immortal battery, has rung approximately 10 billion times. Wait, it's been ringing nonstop? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So the mystery is how? How has it lasted so long? And how is it still going? This battery is what's called a dry pile which was one of the first types of electric batteries. Those work by using alternating disks of silver, zinc, and sulfur, plus other materials, to generate electricity. Back when people were still figuring out the dry pile, they even experimented with organic materials like radish and beet slices. Well, we don't actually know what the piles in the Oxford Bell's battery are made of, and researchers would almost certainly ruin the streak if they opened it to find out what's going on inside. One paper estimates that the clapper seems more likely to wear out than the battery. So this mystery could be going on for many more years. 
Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't you love that in your phone? Yeah. Just goes on forever. Somebody get me a dry pile in my in my cell phone. That'd be great. In yeah. my smartphone. Smartphone powered by radishes. I mean, as long as it doesn't smell. You can read about all these stories and so much more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 